right. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Talk and Pit. I'm really excited for our guest today that we have on. Uh, we have Caitlin Allison. She is the director of our master's in sports science program here at Pitt, along with being an associate professor. So we're really excited to have her. Um, and welcome, Caitlin. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. Yes. Awesome. Awesome. And Caitlin, uh, we'll dive into a little bit more, but she was a Pitt student athlete as well. So that makes this a little bit extra sweet to have her on and then also being so close to working with our student athletes and our master's students in sports science. So first thing we want to start off with is uh, pretty quick and easy. Just give us a quick introduction, Caitlin, uh, telling us about yourself and then just a little bit about your background and how you got to this role. Sure. Um, so as uh, you mentioned, I am a forever Panther, sort of in every sense of the word. Uh, I was born and grew up in Pittsburgh and have had um, a lot of family members actually attend Pitt as well. My dad, my grandfathers, a lot of my relatives actually went to Pitt and were student athletes or dancers or cheerleaders. So really Pitt is in our blood. There was no other you know, way to go than to go to Pitt. Um, so as far as you know, how I um, you know, got to where I am currently. Um, so I was a cross country and track athlete. Um, so distance running was my event. And as an undergraduate, um, I was um, competing and was, you know, habitually injured and sustained a lot of stress fractures. Um, I was also um, an undergraduate student in exercise physiology and really grew to love the research side of exercise physiology. Um, so then moving forward and figuring out what I wanted to do professionally, um, I knew I wanted to end up in academia. I just loved, um, you know, seeing all of the different facets of what it meant to be a professor, uh, research, teaching, mentoring students. Then sort of combined with my background of being consistently injured, wanted to really explore the injury prevention side of things. Um, so after completing my undergraduate and master's degree in exercise physiology, um, sort of transitioned over to rehab science and started working as a student researcher at the Neuromuscular Research Lab. Um, so studying um, injury prevention, performance optimization, and I've been in the department um, since then and um, have been in my role as a faculty member and most recently um, directing the sports science program. Yes, and it's been awesome to have uh, Caitlin really rejoin the team, you know, coming back and working with the sports performance group. So I want to dive in a little bit more that you mentioned, Caitlin, being a Pitt student athlete. So from being an athlete here, um, cross country distance running to your current role, how did that guide you to your current profession? You talked a little bit about like your, your background um, as an athlete, but let's dive a little bit deeper into that and the specifics. Absolutely. So um, it was truly a really big um, factor that led to, um, you know, what I'm doing today. Um, so from being an athlete, you know, I understand the importance of training um, for competing, but also, you know, the holistic side of being well and healthy. And so unfortunately, I had some recurring injuries and always, you know, being curious, wanted to figure out, you know, what is causing these injuries? How can we help other individuals not um, sustain these same injuries and have um, sort of a better experience. So that's, again, that passion, that experience is really what drove me to pursue the areas of research I did um, and moving forward into this academic role. So as I moved into the PhD program, it was a really uh, unique time period for the Neuromuscular Research Lab because uh, we were starting our Department of Defense Injury Prevention Initiatives. 
And while I was suffering stress fractures as a student athlete, you know, it was very um, sort of parallel to um, women in the military sustaining stress fractures at an increased rate. Um, so being able to do research in such a meaningful um, area in helping our military personnel prevent injuries, um, you know, not just in a, you know, an athletic setting where you're trying to win a game or win a race, but really in the military where it's, you know, their livelihood and ability to perform their, their military duties just made it so much more meaningful and um, just really, um, it was an exciting area of research to get into at that time. Awesome. I think it's been really cool to see one, I know even when I came on my interview, I stopped at the neuromuscular research lab and met the great people over there, but seeing the relationships that are built from the athletic side um, to the academic side, and then also just seeing the different opportunities that are coming to fruition through the tactical world, whether it's like the new initiative with the holistic health to fitness. Um, we have a lot of interns that come in on both sides, like strength conditioning and sports science that are like, hey, I'm really intrigued on um, how I can get into the tactical side. And then me actually Personally, my college strength coach that trained me, he's he went to the tactical side from the college side um, as well. So it's been really cool to see just the different opportunities that are coming about for people um, in that regard and just how you were able to connect with them, you know, because speaking from experience of like one thing I can speak about, like if I've never had a stress fracture, but I'm talking to a student athlete kind of going through it. I think there's just a deeper level that you can connect and kind of really be empathetic about it of like, hey, I get what you're going through. Let's find different ways to still train and things like that. But that's really cool to hear. Um, so thank you for sharing that, Keelan. Yes. Yeah. Yes. All right. So I feel like my inbox has been blown up about uh, our master's in sports science program uh, and just the interest that's in it. And how it's really embedded within athletics and how we get to spend a lot of time with these students um, from the applied side. It's really, really neat. And I think it's really unique, but can you talk to me just a little bit about, since you've been the director of the program now, what makes our program unique from others across the country? Like what have you seen throughout the last like six months that you're like, man, um, or what are the students giving you feedback on after like the, the fall semester? I'm really curious to hear. Sure. So our program is really unique in the aspect that, you know, Pitt is a power five institution. We are a top NIH research funded institution. So really that collaboration between academics and athletics is unparalleled um, th throughout the country. It's just such an amazing place to to study, to, um, you know, get practical experience. Um, so that's exactly what we're hearing from students is um, they're obviously learning the fundamentals in the classroom, but really the array of experts that they are learning from um, both in the classroom and in their um, internship experience and just other um, experiences that they're having while students in the program is truly um, has been unique and, and it's, Pittsburgh's just a fantastic place to um, you know further your your education in, in sports science. Awesome, awesome. So if I'm like Susie Q and I'm interested in the sports science master's program, um, can you tell me just a little bit about like uh, really the application process, uh, admission requirements, um, different things along those lines. So and even like the application deadline, like I'm listening to this podcast next week and I'm like, man, I really want to get my name in the hat to try to get a spot. Um, can you talk to me a little bit about that information um, and how that goes about? Sure. So a lot of um, students ask, you know, what background should I have? So there's not a particular undergraduate major that we're looking for for the program. It can really be a student from a diverse array of backgrounds. Um, so students do need a few prerequisites to set them up for success in the program. 
So having an exercise physiology course, a nutrition course, um, as well as an intro to statistics course. Um, so those are the three areas that we look for um, as a prerequisite um, to enter the program, um, as well as good academic standing. Um, as far as the application process, um, we do have a deadline of March 15th, so um, just under two months away. Um, and it is an application process through the School of Health and Rehabilitation Sciences, and I'll, I'll talk about how to access that um, in a little bit. Um, but it is an application uh, where you are required to um, complete a personal essay, um, so a personal statement as to what are your goals um, that this academic program will help you achieve uh, relative to the field of sports science. And then the other aspect of the program, again, what makes our program so unique is that students are able to be in, immersed in an internship experience throughout their, in, the entire length of the program. So for the entire year you're in the program, you're working with a team, with a high performance unit. So in the essay, you have the ability to um, speak to um, which experience you would like to um, complete during your time here as a student. So um, it's your ability to kind of showcase, you know, what you can bring to the table and also what um, you hope to learn from the program moving forward um, in the profession. Awesome. I was even taking notes. I was like, yes, no, I get uh, the, the other side of things when we get the students and um, placement and all that. It's super exciting. But yeah, that's all extremely helpful. And I'm sure um, Susie Q or whoever else listening is <laughs> trying to get more information. Uh, they're taking notes as well um, and trying to get fine tuned in. But super exciting stuff. And yeah, get your uh, applications in if you're interested by March 15th. Um, okay, next one. So that was kind of the front end information of how to possibly get in. Um, so say Susie Q got in, she's super excited to get started. Can you talk talk just a little bit about um, just like the, the course or class content and um, really what should students expect like within the fall, um, in the spring, and then even um, examples of like the capstone projects that you've seen or, or we're kind of looking towards in the future? Absolutely. I'm happy to talk through all of that. Um, so um, as mentioned, this is a year-long program, meaning that there is a fall semester, spring semester, and then there's a six-week summer term. Um, so during the fall and spring semester, there are um, four classes in addition to a practicum course that the student will take. Um, so with the classes, they are a mix of research methodology, statistics, data analytics, um, exercise physiology, laboratory techniques, nutrition and performance. Um, there's also a seminar course where you get to um, hear from professionals and researchers in the field. Um, so those are sort of the didactic um, components of the program, some of the major themes. Um, and then the practicum course, there's three um, parts to it. Um, so part one in the fall, part two in the spring and part three in that first summer term. So the practicum course houses the internship experience that the students participate in. So the internship experience, a lot of our students are working um, with Stephanie and the team, um, you know, with our Olympic sports, with men's and women's basketball. Um, there's um, internship experience with pit football, um, some of the surrounding um, universities, Carnegie Mellon, um, as well as some other um, professional and youth teams in, in the area. Um, additionally, we do have some students who are research focused that are completing their internships at the Neuromuscular Research Lab. So for the internship experience, um, students are, you know, completing about 150 hours a semester, really getting that hands-on experience, um, really being ingrained in the high performance unit of wherever they are. So 
from day one, you're sort of learning from the experts and making an impact with the, the team you're working with. Um, so as a culmination of that three-part internship practicum experience, the students develop a capstone project that is guided by faculty in our department, um, by their site supervisors. And this really takes a, um, a relevant research question or just general question that helps to inform the organization based on some of the really cool data that's being collected. So um, our students get exposure to cutting edge technology, wearable technology that these the athletes um, or whatever physically active personnel they're working with um, are, are utilizing. And so they're able to actually take that data and um, you know, answer some questions that are, that are relevant and that are going to help out with performance optimization um, with, that, with that group. So the students um, produce a written paper um, as well as an oral presentation um, to sort of culminate their time in the program. Awesome, yeah. No, we uh, we see the one side of things clearly of their uh, their time spent, whether it's like out on the field or in the weight room and just how extremely helpful they are um, with this marriage between the academic side and athletic side and how even they develop uh, relationships with our head sport coaches. And um, sometimes they get sad. They're like, after the year, they're like, wait, hey, wait, where's so-and-so? And I'm like, oh, well, we're going to get a new sports science master's student. So I think they really build a special bond with whether it's sport coaches, our performance team, athletic trainers, um, all the above. So really, really enjoy it. But okay. Well, um, other than clearly the, the master's of sports science program, which takes up a good chunk of your time, Caitlin, in teaching, um, any exciting projects that you have coming up that you want to put on everybody's radar, uh, please feel free to share. Sure. So one really exciting initiative that we are um, in the planning stages of right now is a human performance optimization symposium that highlights all of the great work that the students in our Department of Sports Medicine and Nutrition are doing. Um, so what's really cool about our department is a lot of our students um, either you know, work with athletics in some capacity, whether it's our athletic training students or dietetic students, um, obviously our sports science students, our sports medicine students, um, some of the PhD students um, at the NMRL. Um, so the symposium is going to highlight those research projects that all of the students are completing um, and co in collaboration with athletics and involve, um, you know, the, the staff in athletics and sports medicine and sports performance and sports nutrition. Um, so it's really a collaborative symposium. Um, so it's really going to be student driven, highlighting their work, um, but then also um, hopefully bring in some alumni and maybe also some um, collaborative case studies that are athlete centric um, through all of our disciplines. Um, so that is slated to happen um, right now, April 17th. Um, and we're hoping to involve um, any, any interested individual that would like to attend and see all the great work we're doing. Yes, very excited. I will be there, Caitlin. Um, <laughs> 100%. <laughs> but um, and I know Felix and the gang, but yeah. Super excited about um, getting to see some of what the students have been doing, you know, uh, posters, all that, and uh, bringing some special people in in a diverse group um, with the nutrition and sports med um, students also being involved too. So awesome, awesome. All right, so we really uh, dove into the nitty gritty here, Caitlin. We'll get to some of the fun questions now. Um, so just talk to me a little about like, because your uh, professional background is so diverse and interesting, and way different from mine. I've just worked in college athletics my whole entire career. So um, talk to me about uh, a certain, whether it's mentor, um, coach from your pastime, uh, what is some of the best advice that you've ever gotten? Or it could be your mom or dad, you know, completely sure. wide open for you to answer. 
Absolutely. Um, so there, I think, you know, from my, my family, some of the best advice I've ever received is, you know, sort of, you never, you never know what you're capable of until you try. So, um, you know, obviously competing in division one athletics, um, another little tidbit about my background. I also, um, play several instruments and have done some performance stuff. So even like getting up on a stage and performing in that aspect. So they've really kind of given me the confidence to like do the hard things and to believe in yourself and have the confidence to do it. So that's been, I think, a really big driving force in, um, you know, kind of my attitude with, with, or what, what I want to pursue and, you know, having the confidence to, to try things that, you know, maybe out of my comfort zone or maybe a little bit different. Um, but I would say from um, some mentors more recently, um, some excellent advice is um, this notion of progress over perfection. Um, so, you know, those of us that are really sort of type A perfectionists, sometimes um, you kind of plateau or don't, you don't follow through with things because you're like, okay, I don't want to submit this paper until I've read it a thousand times and it is perfect. Or I don't want to try this new thing because if I'm not great at it right away, it might be discouraging. So it's this notion of um, making a step of progress is so much more important than um, than the notion of perfection or, you know, having to have something done right the first time. Um, so it's, it's a piece of advice that can really um, go across any aspect of life. So again, whether it's something professionally, um, if um, you know, we always say like we're our best critics after we hit the submit button, right? But there's always a room like you. You always have the chance to 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 a course correct or to learn from your mistakes. So don't be afraid of making those mistakes or not having things done correct the first time. You learn from it and you actually grow from it. Yeah, no, the both of those are really good. The the progress over perfection one is is awesome because even I know for me like. Over the past few years, I've started to do more writing for like, whether it's articles and everything else and writing is not my strongest suit, but um, I'm really big on like get comfortable being uncomfortable, you know? So like I submit it to somebody and they're like just tearing it apart. I'm like, yeah, rightfully so. But I think like, yeah, submitting it first, getting feedback and then continuing to push forward. Um, that's really, really good feedback. And a lot of the time when like student athletes are learning new skills, you know, there's that learning curve. You're not going to be perfect at it right away, but I, I really like that progress over perfection. That's really good. Awesome. Awesome. All right. Well, Caitlin, there's a lot of good tidbits so far and I know there's more coming. So <laughs> um, next question, uh, let's talk about favorite book or podcast you're currently diving into. I'm sure people are, are interested to hear. Sure. Um, yeah. So again, kind of a diverse array of <laughs> things that, that I have been, um, you know, tapping into when I can. Um, so one thing that I have been listening to um, somewhat regularly is the Huberman Lab podcast. Um, I haven't been listening to everything and in order, but just um, some episodes that I find particularly interesting. And I think this, um, the one episode that really kind of struck a chord with me was um, an episode where they talk about, um, you know, sort of fitness for longevity and this whole notion of backcasting. So if you think about, um, you know, where you want to be, and I know this, and he even mentions like this sounds morbid, like in your last decade, you know, where do you need to be now with your fitness and your health um, to have that level of mobility and in life, you know, as you get older. And that really kind of um, hit home with me as a former student athlete who is well past the point of training to be competitive in any sense of the word and is now just honestly like training for life and training to be able to like run around with my five-year-old and, you know, 
not become injured, but be, be fit for health. Um, so really just kind of taking that approach to fitness and health for longevity and for livelihood, um, just again, really hit home for me. And I would, I would totally recommend, um, anybody to, to take a listen to that episode. Um, so in addition to that, um, another book that I read recently and listened to the fitness, uh, flips podcast is, um, Tunde Oyene and the Peloton instructor. And in her book, she really talks about showing up authentically in your life, um, whether that's in your personal life or in your professional life. So um, just a really inspirational book. Awesome. Definitely. And then, um, oh, sorry. Go ahead, Kayla. Do you have oh, more? Sorry. <laughs> yeah. So I'm really excited because um, some people in my neighborhood just like this year decided to start a book club. And I usually don't gravitate towards like adult fiction, um, but we have our first meeting actually tonight. And we read In Five Years by Rebecca Sorrell. And it was fantastic. Couldn't put it down. So yeah, trying to get into some some fun reading too. <laughs> Yes. I love those ads. I always think about it like my, my personal and professional book. It's like, <laughs> you need to have that balance. Awesome. In five years. Sweet, sweet. Well, thank you so much for sharing all of those. Uh, Huberman lab, um, his podcast and his actual lab. I think people sometimes forget that he actually has a lab uh, out there in the world. Um, he's just a really good resource and he's always finding such diverse people, you know, for his podcast that cover scopes of everything from caffeine intake to like some of the fitness stuff that you're talking about. Cause it is interesting. We see so many student athletes that get done with their career and like, what is life after sports, you know, and some people actually stay around to do like a master's degree or even like work on their PhD, but just kind of figuring out that balance of, of what to do, you know, to stay fit and active and, and still have confidence um, with themselves. So awesome. Awesome. Okay. Well, the last thing Caitlin, cause I've used up so much of your time is, uh, I'm sure people will want to touch base with you, reach out. Maybe they'll have questions about the master's program, maybe just about your background and want to uh, make a, a contact with you. But where can people go to find out, one, more information about the master's program? Um, and then two, just like contacting you, whether it's like an email, um, if you're willing to share any social handles, even if they wanted to possibly come to like the symposium or just have follow up questions. Absolutely. Um, so if anybody wants to reach out to me directly, I'm happy to share my email. It's Caitlin, K-A-T-E-L-Y-N dot Allison, A-L-L-I-S-O-N at Pitt, P-I-T-T dot E-D-U. Um, if you're interested in reading more about the program, um, we have a website that is part of the School of Health and Rehabilitation Sciences website. Um, so I will make sure I get this URL correct as I say it aloud. Um, shrs.pitt.edu forward slash msss. Um, and then we are on social. Um, so we're probably the most active on Instagram. So if you'd like to give us a follow, it is at P-I-T-T underscore sports underscore science. So you can find some program updates there, some you know student highlights, uh, admissions information, just general updates. Um, I am on Twitter um, at Caitlin F. Allison. Um, and then I'm also on, on LinkedIn. So you can find me there as well. I'd be happy to connect. Awesome. Well, we'll also make sure we include this in the bio for the episode. So um, if you guys weren't able to, to write that all down, don't worry. Um, I'm glad, Caitlin, that was impressive that you got all that out. <laughs> I don't know if I would really do that. So, um, but yeah, go find it in the bio. Um, thanks everyone so much for tuning into this episode with Caitlin. Caitlin, thank you so much for your time. And um, thanks for joining Talking Pit, everybody. Y'all the pit.
Thank you. Hail to Pit.